Good evening. Uh, continuing in our discussion of the three weeks and the nine days and the Shavuot Shachabos, so on and so forth. So this morning we mentioned that we're not supposed to uh, create any new clothing, new shoes, specifically during the week of Shavuot Shachabo. And some are machmir, like us, B'nai Ashkenaz, already from Rosh Chodesh, starting with the nine days. The uh, Mishnah we mentioned this morning said that we're not supposed to do this even if we don't intend on wearing the new garments, new shoes during the nine days. We're going to wear them after the fact. We still shouldn't do it during this time. And he made a comparison to the laundry. Keep that in the back of your mind because it's going to come back to haunt us. No, it's not going to haunt us, but we need to keep it in the back of our mind. Excellent. The Ramah here says, It would also be forbidden to buy new clothing. Even if you're not going to be the one making it, you can't purchase it. And if you're the uh, Jewish artisan, tailor, whatever it is, you would not be able to do so. You couldn't do it for free. You couldn't do it for money. Uh, the... the uh, we didn't mention this this morning, but it's important to keep in mind that we said that if you need, right, this is a matter of life and death, right, it's your parnasa, right, so then it should be uh, permissible, right, if you don't need to take on a contract during this time, so it's best to uh, avoid, and uh, we're talking about a case where um, the person is giving you this during the, uh, during the nine days, right, or they're contracting you to have it created during the nine days. He says, we are lenient uh, when it comes to this matter, but again, that's only if they give it to you before Rosh Chodesh, then we'll be lenient. If they give it to you after Rosh Chodesh to create, I don't mean give it to you, I just mean to contract, right? If they contract you before Rosh Chodesh, you would be able to do it. Uh, we are lenient during. If they give it to you during, then we are, tell you that you should avoid it unless, again, you need to do so. It's Kidei Parnasato. Okay, all that we mentioned this morning. We also mentioned Avali Miyaduam before some Shamlacha Shalino Yudi Shari. If it's clear that you're creating clothing for someone who isn't Jewish, that would be permissible even during the nine days. Even during the nine days, that should be okay. All that we mentioned this morning. He continues, He says, we do have the practice where we will give, uh, you know, what, whichever craftspeople who aren't Jewish, we'll contract them to create clothes for us that we are going to wear after the ta'anit, after the fast. We want to make sure that if we don't need it, that we don't go ahead and create that contract, even though we're not going to wear it after. Because it's no worse than any other business, which we said we try to minimize during this time. So the Mishaburah gets a little bit worked up here, and he says, hold on one second. Uh, I'll read it to you. He says, the, this idea that we would give it to Omanim Nochrim, that we would contract non-Jewish uh, artisans to create clothing for us, he says, below Yisraelim, we're not going to do that for uh, Jewish tailors or whatever, like we mentioned before. But, well, hold on one second. We wanted to compare this to laundry. And we said, with laundry, so I can't go to the non-Jewish launderer. I think the exact example we gave was a, a coveset, right? A, not a, a, specifically a female launderer, whatever. Laundress? La- right. Okay, whatever it is. Yeah? So uh, he says, we wouldn't go to the non-Jewish launderer or laundress uh, 
uh, during the nine days, even if we weren't going to wear it afterwards. But all of a sudden now we said, I can give a contract, set up a contract with a non-Jewish tailor to create clothing for me, as long as I'm not going to wear it during the nine days. So if we're comparing it to kibbutz, to laundry, it shouldn't be permissible. So why are we being lenient here as opposed to over there? So he says, Atam because that clothing, once it's created, it's still not officially yours, right? Because you're not going to pay the artisan until they've completed the task. It fits. It has all the features and whatever, the bells and the whistles that you wanted, right? At that point, you're going to go ahead and you're going to pay for it, right? So we say, look, as long as you're not going to wear it uh, at that point, uh, you're going to be fine to go ahead and to set up the contract because it's not yet your clothing. But when you're handing over your laundry to someone, that's already your clothing. It has your label on it, right? It says your name on it because you don't want to lose it, so it's already yours. So therefore, we're going to be more machmir when it comes to the case of the laundry because it's already yours. As opposed to over here, we would allow you technically, even though we say it's best to avoid it, if possible, to go and set up a contract to have uh, someone who isn't Jewish to create clothing for you. I'm sure this doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while, there are, there's a number of weddings that usually uh, follow uh, tissue above, right, because we have some time off for these three weeks, and you know, there's a person, they're having a dress made, something like this, maybe here in this room we don't have that, maybe we do, I don't know, right, they're having the dress made, so the question always comes out, well, I need to make sure that I could have the dress made specifically at this time so it's ready to go for the wedding, so we could fall back on this and say, well, if we need to be lenient, we possibly uh, could, but as far as getting the dress cleaned for the wedding, that we would say, you have to be a little bit more careful. Rabbi Hanan,